Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1, Having Coffee with John Mack. I know you all have missed me. We've been gone for a week, two weeks, I believe, uh, getting ready for this Season 2 starting episode, which was originally just supposed to kind of go over election stuff and how people were feeling afterwards, which has really turned into a whole bigger issue than it was originally thought it would be. We kind of knew the whole time that the election wasn't going to be decided overnight. It was going to be uh, pretty contested and voter fraud was going to be forefront in the discussion for most people that care anyway. Uh, And it is and it is contested. I know just today they announced the Associated Press and every media outlet that Joe Biden is the winner. Problem with that is the media does not get to decide who wins or loses these elections. Uh, It's still not over. We heard from Rudy Giuliani today that they're contesting the ballot, ballot counts in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, there's a lot of shady things that have happened, some statistical anomalies that are very unlikely to have happened, just miraculously happened, uh, talks of computer glitches through the systems that were set up to count the ballots, which how many elections have we had where they talk about these glitches, and it always seems correct me if I'm wrong, that these glitches in these elections always seem to favor one party over the other. Always. I think we heard the same glitches in Obama-McCain, round one with Obama. Uh, The same kind of glitches happened with Obama-Romney. 2016, I I believe there was even... No, there was a few glitches with Clinton, but they... Like, there's talk that they didn't really, like, do much with her because she kind of thought she had it in the bag. Yeah. You know? Like, the main thing with that election was just Russia interference. So Russia did whatever to make Donald Trump win the presidency. And then they investigated it and kept saying they had hard, concrete evidence that they were presenting and nothing ever came of it. So just tells you it was all made up. It's fabricated. And now we're dealing with election 2020. And, you know, with 2020, it was apparent that this was not going to be your average everyday election cycle. I called it for a long time that it wasn't going to be your average election cycle, that no matter who won, whether it be Biden or Trump, it would be a while before anyone would find out, and it would cause mass chaos on either side. It doesn't matter what side, like mass chaos would ensue. That was my call. I think half right. I think really a lot of people on the right if Trump loses, 
it's going to be a gut shot and it's going to be painful that that happened because they're going to have concrete fears of what will happen to them now. Yeah, but there are some on the right that are willing to, I've heard, like, fight back because of... But the right's fight back and the left's fight back are two different things. The right's more, we're taking it to court. No, they do it the right way. We're going to fight this through the system and the left's... We're gonna go through the cities and burn down buildings and I didn't cause mean mass destructive so, physical chaos. I meant yeah. chaos in general. Yeah, I mean, there's two different kinds, and of course, not to discount factions that say, you know, regardless of the election results, if like Biden's president and then Kamala Harris starts taking over because Biden, it's obvious he's got some cognitive issues most likely dementia a lot of experts say he has all the telltale signs that he's got dementia and if they remove him and Kamala takes over she's going to start trying to implement all these socialist things that violate constitution and that's when I've heard a lot of people say that's when we'll end up with a real fight like actual kind of a civil war thing going on but you know it's a unclear time right now i mean we got Mm -hmm. president trump gets things just under 71 million that's what i was about to say right now i'm looking and it says directly from him 71 million legal votes the most ever for a sitting president yeah and to put that in comparison i mean I think Barack Obama in 2008 and his historic landslide victory, he got like 69 million, I believe it was, votes. And they're saying Joe Biden got 75 million votes. So it, it doesn't make any sense that a guy like, like Joe Biden would be the most popular president in American history. <laughs> More popular than Barack Obama, more popular than Bill Clinton, more popular than Ronald Reagan or JFK, Joseph Biden, the most <laughs> popular president ever. More people voted for him than any other president in history. It's just historic. And on top of that, a lot of them, their ballots seem to come forward at about 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <clears throat> the crazy thing with that is, on election night, I was watching the results come in and kind of tracking everything. It was looking really good for Trump there. He was taking all these states. All the swing states were red. And he comes out at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and he does a speech, and he's talking about the fair election. We need a fair election. We want to make sure every legal vote's counted. And he goes, what we don't want is the Democrats to come up with a truckload of Biden votes at 4 o'clock in the morning and drop them off and start counting them. And to the minute, 4 (laughs) a.m., all of a sudden it's like over 100,000 ballots found in Milwaukee get counted in Wisconsin, and Biden jumps way up in the poll. And then Michigan, oh, here's 125,000 ballots that we just found for 100% for Joe Biden. It's like statistically an impossibility to me 
some people out there will argue like, oh no, that's real possible because Donald Trump was wasn't very popular, but tried telling that to the seventy one million people that voted for him, you know, or maybe He's, even every other mathematician in the yeah, entire world. I mean, and then you look at the polls, and even if the polls were right, which they weren't, that there should have been at least a sixty forty split in those. But to get 100% of these ballots to go to you just seems very, very shady. Like something nefarious is going on in the system. Uh, But I do firmly believe that this is all going to be exposed. Giuliani's all over it. They're taking the first cases to... was unsure if they were going to file in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh because Philadelphia had about 150,000 mail-in ballots that they kept the poll watchers out and they counted these ballots without them being verified through the poll watchers, which breaks constitutional law for the state of Pennsylvania. Not U.S. constitutional law because the U.S., each state makes their own voting laws. That's a whole nother topic, but 150,000 in Philadelphia and around 300,000 in Pittsburgh that were counted without any poll watchers. Now, since they violated the law, this could end up with 450,000 ballots from those two cities and maybe other cities he mentioned within Pennsylvania being thrown out because you can't verify them. You don't know if they're legal or not because they separate them from the envelopes. The ballot comes out, the signature goes with the envelope. Now they're separate. You can't put them back together. You don't know where these ballots came from, if they're legal. They weren't able to be watched when they were counted and opened and everything. So there's no signature verification. It's just very, very shady. So the only avenue to me is that these ballots don't count. If they can't verify that they're legal, legit ballots, they don't count. Plus, they came out, another guy there, I don't know his name, but he gave the media, they were saying, well, we want concrete evidence of voter fraud. So this other guy steps up to the podium today and says, how about this? And he names this woman, says she died on this date in October She received her application for her mail-in ballot the next day. Then it was returned. She'd already been dead for a day. Returned. They sent her her mail-in ballot. And then it was returned and received on November 2nd and counted for Joe Biden. And he's like, this is impossible. She's been dead. She was dead when the application came, when they received it, she'd already been dead. They got a ballot. It was submitted. And then Rudy Giuliani made the comment that, you know, surprisingly, Joe Frazier, who's been dead for like five years, voted. So it's like... All them dead people really coming out for Biden. Dead people tend to lean very far left. <laughs> they always seem to go Democrat. I don't know why. It's something about the Democrat Party that really appeals to the dead. <laughs> I mean, they really went through a lot to cast well, that when vote. when they crawl out of the grave to make sure they can get their mail-in ballots. 
<laughs> it's a good thing they don't have voter ID laws because, you know, they probably don't have their identification with them. They mm. might have left it back in the tomb. Yeah, and they may not exactly look the same. <sighs> a little different. A little different. Aging does that to you. It does. So, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time right now. And I know people on the left are celebrating, people on the right are upset. I think once the Supreme Court steps in in Pennsylvania, because I do think the lower court will either kick it out or deny Rudy's uh, case, so they'll punt it up to the Supreme Court of the United States, and they'll go by Constitution, which will uphold the state of Pennsylvania's constitutional law which was violated, which means that the votes more than likely just won't count because you can't verify them now at this point. And one of the Supreme Court justices, Alito, I think is his name, uh, did hand down a, send down a letter to the state telling them to segregate the ballots received after, I think it's 8 o'clock on Tuesday, election day, they ignored that order originally, and then he had to send down another order. And I don't know it for sure if they even cared about that. That, to me, also points to there's corruption going on. When a Supreme Court justice of the United States of America hands down an order and tells you to segregate ballots, you do it. If you don't, then every one of those ballots, in my opinion, and probably his too, since they ignored his order are done. Those, those are tossed out. Whether or not they were legitimate ballots or not, you violated a order, a court order, not only on the segregation of ballots, but court order on allowing poll watchers in. They had to go get a court order and order the polls to allow these people in to watch the counts. And then they violated it and said, no, we're not going to do it. And then they had to end up this big legal battle to even get the poll watchers in and then they had them so far away mm -hmm. from the tables one guy was saying that he was like at least 30 feet away he couldn't see anything going on and then when they got a court order saying they had to be within six feet they moved the table six feet further they moved the line where he could go to to watch six feet up, up to six feet and then moved the tables further away so they, they didn't adhere to the court order. They just, they're playing games. And if you're playing these kind of games, it's because you're hiding something. Yeah, what are you hiding? Why can't you take and go by the court orders? Yeah. Why do you have to take and black out the windows? Mm -hmm. Why do you have to push them away to where they can't see anything? Unless you're hiding something. It is like a teenager trying to hide something or a child trying to hide that piece of candy from their parents that they're not supposed to have. I mean, like, it just, it, it makes no sense. There's no reason to do anything sneaky mm -hmm. if there is truth to the entire process. Yeah, if you're doing the right thing, you don't mind people watching you when you're following the law. Right. You don't want people to see you committing shady acts. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and then they did the same thing in Detroit. There's a <laughs> lot of evidence of 
shady things going on up there with the program glitching out in one county. They said in one county, it's not even a very big county, that the vote count glitched and flipped 6,000 Donald Trump votes to Biden votes. But that was in one county, and the software was used in 47 counties in Michigan. So 47 times 6,000, <clears> that could be a lot of votes. And it might even be more votes in bigger counties that got See. flipped. So that could completely flip the race. They had to hand count that county. It flipped it from a blue county to a red county. And now they're more than likely, I don't know for sure. Yeah, so 282,000. If that's it, 47 counties also experienced 6,000 votes being flipped. Over 200,000 votes for Donald Trump ended up going for Joe Biden. That flips Michigan just off the glitch. Mm -hmm. That doesn't count all these ballots all of a sudden coming in in Detroit and then the poll watchers being escorted out. They're watching the, the count and they escort them out and the, the counters are all cheering as the Republican watchers are escorted out of the building. It's like, why are you cheering? They're watching you count and you're doing the right thing. You shouldn't care. Unless you're trying to do something bad and somebody helps you by kicking them out and then you're like, yeah, we can do whatever we want now. It's like, it's just very odd to me. Same thing happened in Atlanta. I was watching that. Trump was up big. Uh, there was the deal with the military vote. They said, okay, Biden took a, a small lead, I think like 2,800 votes, but they were expecting like 11,000 military ballots to come in, heavily mm -hmm. favoring Trump, more than likely, because every, everybody that I've talked to that's either a veteran or still in the military love Donald Trump. He's done a lot for veterans. He's done a lot for active duty. They love him. <laughs> Overwhelming majority. So, surprisingly enough, the group that endorsed Joseph Biden for president, the U.S. Postal Service, mysteriously lost the military ballots. <laughs> they don't know where they are. They couldn't find them. They couldn't be counted. And they had to be, they had to arrive today, from what I heard, to count. Well, they're lost. They don't know where they're at. So think about that, America. Your fighting men and women of the armed forces do not get to pick their choice or even have their voice heard for who gets to be the next commander-in-chief of the armed forces. Silence them. And here's another thing, in my opinion. Like, there's a lot of liberals and Democrats, like the left, that are saying... Um, this is all conspiracy. It's a lie. There's no proof. Um, none mm -hmm. of it's true and everything. We're not even talking about... If you take all of your bias out of it, okay? And if you look at all of the facts... as I'm talking about facts laid out that they have been able to prove and say this is that we have proof right here in front of you. Yes. And take all bias out of it of who you voted for. It's not even about Trump or about Biden anymore. No. It is about democracy and saving the American democracy, the right oh, yeah. to choose. Because whether you're right or left, if this can be done, anyone can do it 
from now on, Mm -hmm. which means that your vote, whether if you're voting Democrat or Republican, will no longer matter. It can be shifted and pre-selected, and we would live in a dictatorship over a banana republic over a democracy. I mean, we're in a banana republic. It just doesn't matter if it's about. It's not even about Trump or Biden anymore. If no. Biden would have won fairly, then I don't think that the Republicans would. They wouldn't like it, but they wouldn't fight it. You would accept it if it was a fair election. If it was a fair but election. when you start hearing all these things happening, not just isolated incidents here and, here and there, but it was Everywhere. like a co- coordinated effort mm-hmm. across the country. Not only that, but I've watched several presidential elections in my 42 years on this earth happen. Every four years, these things happen. I have never seen where... They're doing the count, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's coming in. You're getting updates. This is how it's going. Everything's trending in this direction. And then they stop. And they pause. (laughs) We're done. Yeah. We're done for tonight. You just stop. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Mm -mm. Never seen it before. What? Clinton Trump went on till I think like 3 a.m.? Yeah, around 3 a.m., 2 a.m. They Mm -hmm. called it. It was, you know... Obama, I think, was about about 1 a.m. or something. And even 2000 with George Bush and Al Mm -hmm. Gore, Mm -hmm. the race was called, but on election day, really. And then it was contested. There was a recount in Florida because it was real close. They declared Al Al Gore president. Mm -hmm. The media did, which is important to remember for people on the right that are like, oh, I can't believe they've declared Biden. That this has happened before. It's happened before. History repeats itself. Al Gore was by the media mm-hmm. deemed the president-elect of the United States of America in 1999. And then George W. Bush yeah. is declared the victor after the recount. I think it was like December 15th or something. December, yeah, I think it was December 15th. George Bush, the Supreme Court ruled that there was the ballots counted. They figured it all out. George Bush ended up winning narrowly in Florida Mm -hmm. through the recount. George Bush becomes president. So they had to walk that back. There was a lot of people upset that George Bush became president because they felt like he stole the election. But the difference is, like, I'm sure there was voter fraud going on then, too. Oh, yeah. But... Not to this extent. Mm-mm. So, I this is a whole new level. This is yeah, this is nationwide. Like we're talking, just Florida doing a recount, which determined that the counting was off on election day. All of a sudden, Bush becomes president over Al Gore. Democrats are really upset about that. Of course, then nine eleven happens and all that stuff, which led to. 20 years of war, mm-hmm. uh, which is the part that really kind of upsets me with this election, seeing so many votes for Biden in general, because Trump has pulled our troops out. He, you know, destroyed the ISIS caliphate. He's kind of making, he's made all these historic peace deals in the Middle East between Israel and all these foes for them. 
pulling our troops back. We're coming home from Iraq. We're coming home from Afghanistan. We haven't been in any new wars. Peace deals are happening. Trade deals are happening. Prosperity is happening. And then I feel like, as a veteran, that over 70 million Americans decide that they don't like peace deals. They don't like the fact that we're ending these wars. They want us to be at war. They want destruction and death. They want more people in the Middle East getting killed when Biden starts dropping drone bombs on children. You know, this stuff, and the left doesn't like to admit it, but Barack Obama did a lot of that. A lot of children died under Barack Obama. Fact. You can look it up. It's been in the media even. They don't like to talk about it, but it's it's true. Yeah. He killed a lot of people through drone strikes, and a lot of them were children. Yes, and what I think is really sad is that, like, the left voted basically for that mm-hmm. simply because they don't like Trump. Orange so man they, bad. they let their <laughs> emotions take over over logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, like, I just heard something today, um, a video that I watched where, and it made a lot of sense, you should never let your feelings about someone particular in the White House, like a, a future president or, or whatever, you should never let your feelings control the logic. Like, you need to look at what they stand for. You don't have to like their personality. Mm-hmm. You don't like to have to like everything about them. But if they stand for and align for, like, what you stand for and what you believe, then that's what you need to vote for. You don't need yes. to vote against or for someone based on personality. No. And what's funny about that is, remember in 2015, Trump's running for president. And he's in this battle with Hillary. And... uh the media is putting out the narrative that if Trump gets power, that he's going to like basically nuke the world. Don't give him access to our nuclear codes. He's going to launch nukes at everybody. We're going to be in a nuclear war with China and North Korea and Iran, and it, everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. And then... Trump becomes president, he goes in and wipes out ISIS. He dropped a Moab in Afghanistan, which people thought was horrible, but that bomb in particular was just designed to collapse tunnels under the ground to get rid of some of the you know, pathways that the Taliban was using to make it through the area and attack our troops. So dropping that bomb was actually a good thing and it helped save American lives by taking that avenue of travel away from the Taliban and bringing it up to the surface. So, yes, it was a big bomb. It was a big display. made a big mushroom cloud-looking thing out in the desert, but it didn't kill a lot of people, and there wasn't a whole lot of destruction because there's no villages right there. It was just kind of out in a remote area known for heavy ta- Taliban uh, travel, mainly through tunnels. So, no, Trump did not start any nuclear wars. He didn't drop any nukes. He didn't declare war again or st- restart the war with North Korea. He is actually the first president to actually go to North Korea, cross the demilitarized zone there, 
the to talk to Kim Jong Un and kind of get some kind of relationship going there and start to bring about peace there as well. So now you got Kim Jong Un talking. He put out a message the other day, like a couple weeks ago, I think it was actually, where he's wanting to. Uh, He's crying, saying he wants to unify Korea, North and South Korea. He wants to unify and be, you know, strong Korea together. So that's a positive sign, you know, that he's not just launching rockets at South Korea or at Japan and stuff like that. He's kind of changed his tone. We also haven't heard as much from Iran. There was, after we you know, killed one of their people. <laughs> they retaliated, but, and some people had some injuries, but they weren't killed. Not that they weren't serious injuries, because anytime you have, like, head traumas and things like that, concussions and things, it, it can be serious, but at least they're alive. And Trump took a beating on that because he tried to say, you know, they just had some, nobody was seriously injured. They had some concussions and things like that. And then they nailed him saying, well, these are serious and we had more than you were saying. But at the time, I don't think they knew exactly the extent of every soldier's injury because sometimes you're hurt and you don't even realize it until like a day or two days later, you start feeling it. So... I don't necessarily blame him for that. Uh, sometimes people show symptoms later than others. But I like, for me, things that I like about Donald Trump. The peace deals, the border security, the law and order that he projects. He's very pro-law and order. I like the trade agreements that he's done. He's really helped our trade with with Mexico and with Canada. He's done a lot with trying to get negotiations to be more favorable for us with China, who is a foe, but he has really done a lot trying to get that worked out to our favor and to China's. Because if you're going to do a trade deal, it should be fair. You should be getting something. They should be getting something. It should be equal. If it's not, then it's it's an unfair deal. It's, it, nobody should agree to a, a deal where you're not getting equal treatment. But we have for a long time. And then the fact that as far as like the United Nations and stuff, where he's demanded these other nations step up to the table and start paying their fair share. They're supposed to be paying so much of their GDP into this United Nations fund. America is covering all the difference for everyone. Like, no, we're already in enough debt as it is. Everyone needs to pay their equal share and be part of this or we shouldn't have it at all. But, you know, a lot of people don't agree with that. But I do. I think I think that America cannot shoulder the burdens of the world's problems, and especially financially. And I really like that message that Trump had put out a lot in his rallies, and even I think in the debate where he said, "You know, we have big hearts and we care about everyone, but we can't continually 
keep bringing people in across our southern border and giving them everything. We can't keep giving them free health care, free housing, and just keep giving, giving, giving to these people because eventually we're just going to be bankrupt. We're not going to have anything left. When we already don't. We already have a hard time taking care of our own people. And now the left wants us to take care of all these people coming across the southern border. Yes, the border walls slowed down the illegal immigration and sex trafficking. That's a big part that was coming through the southern border that people don't talk about. But sex trafficking, human trafficking, was a big deal. And I know he got hammered on the whole thing about coyotes. Did you hear that? Mm -mm. So in the debate, he was talking about how coyotes were bringing people across the border. True. There's these people called coyotes that people from south of the border hire them to sneak them across the border. They're people, but they're called coyotes. So he says this, and then the left's like, oh, Donald Trump's so stupid. Coyotes aren't dragging people across the border. Like, not coyotes, like the dogs running around in the desert. These are people that sneak them across the border, not actual animals. <laughs> I was like, how, how crazy can you to really think that he's talking about coyotes dragging children across the border? No, no. Coyotes have existed for a long time. They've talked about them in movies. It's, it's been a thing. For a long while. Oh, bless your heart, darling. But, you know, these people. So, yeah, that was funny. That they literally thought that he meant actual coyotes. So, you know, those are the things that I, I really like about him. And the fact that he's also helped to increase the average median income in the country by $6,500 in the last four years. He's reached out to these inner city areas to try to help build them up. Of course, that's prior to all the rioting and burning them down, but he has really made some plans to go in there and help these people out in the inner city. Not just African-American and black, Hispanics, but there, you know, there's everyone in these inner cities. It's a mix. It's a melting pot there. So he wants to help everyone. He just sees everybody as Americans and wants to help every American to better themselves and gives people the hope and the inspiration that they can do better for themselves. The HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, he's funded them for like the next 10 years. They don't have to keep coming in every year to request funding, which is what Obama had put in place. They had to come and basically beg for money every year. He said, no, why would you have to do that? We're going to take care of this, and for the next 10 years, you're going to be funded. Awesome. That's good for them. He... They start working with Ice Cube, and they they come up with the Platinum Plan to try to help the inner cities and urban areas with, I believe it's $500 billion worth of investments into these areas. This deal is going to put, being put together right now, 
But now this is in jeopardy because if Biden got in, now they got to start over. Now Ice Cube's got to try to work with Joe Biden on getting this deal together. And who knows where that'll end up because as history has shown us, the Democrats only care about the African-American community every four years. And I've heard this said not by white people. I'm just repeating what I've heard from black people, African-Americans in this country. So they come and they pander to us every four years. They make all these promises. We give them our vote and then nothing changes. And then four years later, they come back and they do the same thing. It's a repeating cycle. So the fact that Donald Trump actually went into these areas and was trying to help and is trying to inject money and build them up, giving them opportunity zones, uh, just really investing in people. I think he has a strong love and belief that this nation can be greater than it is and even greater than it had became the last four years. So that's, that's where I'm at with him. Joseph Biden, I'm leery of. I don't like the fact that he's talking about raising corporate taxes because I feel like it's going to cost people jobs because these companies aren't going to just absorb that cost. You're going to tax them 40, what, 42, 44% going up from 21%. They're going to take that cost out on their workforce. So probably more than likely if you're like working in a say manufacturing you're building cars well the people out on the floor that are actually building the cars they're probably going to keep most of them because they're actually making the product it's going to be the people in the offices that are making decisions and maybe making blueprints they're going to say well we can do away with two of these people and one of these people and start clearing out because they're the ones that are probably making more money cut from the top you're going to keep your labor force as much as you can, but your brain's in the office gone. And then that's before they decide, you know, we're going to go to China where we pay 10% tax. Or we're going to go to India where we have a lower tax or any other country in the world where the taxes are lower. And then we'll just ship our goods to the United States because we can't. We won't have any tariffs on it or anything. We'll just be able to send it and... It'll be great. We'll make all kinds of money, and it's all thanks to our good buddy Joe Biden and the fact that he was backed by all these Wall Street people and corporate execs. And you know, they always try to push the narrative that the Republicans are the party of the elites. The these are the elites. That's all I heard. I remember in the '90s that was the big thing between Clinton and Bush uh, Senior was, you know, that he was an elitist. They had all this money, and Clinton was just, in the Democrat Party, they stood for the average everyday American, and they knew what it was like to be poor and not have much and this and that. But the Bushes were so rich and powerful, and they're just part of the elite, and they are backed by all these banks and these corporations, and that's Joe Biden. The Democrat Party is the party of Wall Street, of multi-billion dollar corporations, lobbyists, and that kind of stuff leads to fraud. So that's kind of where I'm at on Biden. I just, I don't, 
think he's going to be good for the country. I think you might see an uptick early, mainly because of some of Trump's policies that are still in before they get wiped out. And then you'll see an economic downturn that's going to be historic, probably worse than the Great Depression, possibly. Hopefully not. I'm hoping I'm overreacting because I tend to do that sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> but it just doesn't look good. His whole we want to move away from fossil fuels, zero net carbon emissions by 2025 now. And I'm like, wow. So should I go ahead and sell my truck now and get a horse? Because I'm not going to buy an $80,000 electric car. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of uncertainty, and I'm surprised that so many people would vote for that kind of uncertainty just because the orange man's bad. Orange man bad. Vote out the orange man at all cost. Yeah. You know. So what do you think? What What are the things that you like about Biden, if anything? Stephen just asked me that today, and I came up with nothing. <laughs> I think a lot of people. The only good thing that they like about Biden is the fact that he's not Donald Trump. He asked me the same thing about Obama, and I could still come. I was really trying to. I'm like, I'm not well, going to let. The like, thing with Obama is that you can understand. Obama was charismatic. He knew how to talk to people. He could sweet talk them. And like the whole deal with Flint, Michigan, when Obama went up there, and they're having their water crisis, and he asked for a glass of water. And they bring him a bottle of water. He goes, no, I want that tap water. And then they bring it out, and he grabs that glass of nasty tap water that's all infected, and then he puts it to his lips, and then, mm, yeah. and then they're like, he's just sitting here talking sweet to us, letting us know, we're not going to help you. <laughs> this is your water. Live with it. So as you were talking, I found one thing that I like about Biden. Oh, yeah, what's that? I did. Yeah? I, d- I found one thing, yeah. I like him better than Harris. Mm, come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's it. That's I, it. That's the one thing. He is more likable than Harris. I can't stand her laugh. She, She's a terrible human. <laughs> Tell us how you really And <laughs> She has no respect for life. No. In general. Like, no. It's just none. Like, she... Is evil incarnate. That, wow. That's my feeling about Very it. Powerful emotions. It's, yeah. So yeah, I like Biden better than Harris. I mm. don't believe he's evil incarnate. No, he doesn't even know where he's at most of the time. I really think that he'll be out with it. Though, if he wins through you know everything going on, and he ends up coming out on top, I have a feeling he'll be inaugurated in January. And then they'll have him removed by March. And Harris will be president at that point. Sadly Pelosi will step up as vice president. I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't think of one person that likes Pelosi. Nobody. I can't think of. Like, I've met people. The only way that she (laughs) keeps getting elected in her district is because democrat voter fraud <laughs> that's the only thing i can kill so many people in her district hate her yeah they sit outside on, on and they crap on her driveway yeah like literally crap mm-hmm. on her driveway that's what i'm saying is i don't i can't find one person that likes her like even democrats that i've heard of 
Like and like they don't like her. They don't even like her. Most rational people don't like her. So I'm, I mean, like the woman that takes and goes on to TV in the midst of a pandemic when you know we're scrambling for food, and she opens two freezers filled with ice cream. <laughs> that is a bad move. Look what I've got. I've got all these flavors of ice cream. I can eat whatever flavor of ice cream I want. Three meals a day, any flavor. I don't have to eat the same flavor every week. Meanwhile, you have people here that are fighting for a roll of toilet paper yeah. and the last dozen eggs. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> well, living it up, though, man. That was just cruel. I think. I felt like that was cruel. Because she knows she has people that cleans all the crap off her driveway. Oh, yeah. I think that they should stop and make her have to clean the crap off her own driveway. Let her start doing it. And then she'll start thinking, I need to do something that makes it to where people don't crap on my driveway. Maybe I shouldn't shovel this Dove ice cream in their face when they can't get any. Thank you for my $28,000 freezers and all of my mini flavors of ice cream. It's like... I think most people were just hoping she'd get fat off of it. You know what I was thinking the whole time when she was opening that freezer? I was I was convinced <laughs> that I was going to see a big bottle of vodka in that freezer. <laughs> I think she had it removed prior to that. Yeah, event. just for that. It's kind of like the me. things that we remove, like when we have Thanksgiving or something here. We're like, man, like, not that we have anything like terrible or it's like anything, when I was a but kid, you know, you know just like the, the normal. Yeah. And you, you you think, where did Grammy hide the candy? And you start going through her cabinets and all of a sudden you find all these liquor bottles and you're like, oh, I didn't know Grandma drank that much. That's what I thought was going to happen yeah. close. You're going to open up the freezer and she opens the I was just thinking like, you know, holidays, we remove, you know, the stuff off of the fireplace and like to, you make things look better. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what Pelosi did. Yeah. Yeah. She hid the liquor <laughs> under the ice cream. <laughs> She's got to keep it cold. <laughs> So, yeah, it it's insane to think that so many people in the country could be so Democrat that they would vote against every good thing that Donald Trump has done the last four years. But it's also not surprising considering the media has blasted him for everything for the last four years. I just look at it this way, that... In that eight years that Obama was president, I'm going to be real here for a second, okay? You be real. I'm going to be real. We lost our house. Yeah. You went down to part-time work. Yeah. We had to live with my parents for roughly seven years since we tried to scramble back to the top. Yeah. Finally was able to move out into an apartment. Yep. And then was finally able to get a house, but we were still struggling. Yes. 2015, we're trying to sell... A rabbit hutch so we can just squeeze by that house payment. You remember mm-hmm. that? I remember. 2016. That was tra- after our, our bunnies committed suicide. After they committed suicide. <laughs> we literally went outside and found the rabbit hanging. Yeah, it hung himself. <laughs> he just couldn't take Obama's presidency either. <laughs> I never saw anything like it. So, so 2016. Okay. That, was, that happened in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2016, Trump becomes president. Yeah. He's... Sworn voted in, in sw- sworn in in 2017. 2016. 20. 2017, yeah. Yes, yeah. From there on, you got raise after raise. You got promoted. We are not having to sell rabbit hutches to buy food. <laughs> and things are looking 
pretty swell lately, the past few years, with Trump in office. Yeah. I was even able to get a car to go to school. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, I I don't believe in coincidence. Mm. I don't think it's coincidental. So that's what makes me nervous is the fact that when Trump became president, things just took off. The economy took off. People were working like crazy. Overtime was available. People were flourishing for the most part. You know, there's always going to be people that struggle no matter who's president. But my fear is that with a Biden-Harris, mainly Harris presidency, and where they want to take the country... I'll end up back where I was with Obama and out of work because they'll fire me because they need to save money and now I'm making too much money and we need to go back to where we were in 2015. Oh, or my goodness, 2008, 2009. Yeah, they'll just chop off the top of the tree there and keep everything low again. Because for that whole eight years, like even at work, we would be... Busy, not busy, busy, not busy. It wasn't, it wasn't steady. It was just wave after wave. We'd get busy and we'd be like, we need to hire more people so we get the work done. And management would say, we can't hire people right now because we don't know if we're going to stay busy. Everything's uncertain. <laughs> and it was uncertain the entire time. Yeah. And then as soon as, really election night everything took off by that december we were so busy we started hiring people and then coming into trump's presidency things just continued we were just i've never seen it so busy. yeah and like i think it was like a solid year you were laid off that um for part time um Mm -hmm. when it was like obama's first first year in i think yeah Um, that was the transitional period leaving bush and going to obama and it it took I was out of work until I think I went back in October or November that year. I went yeah. back to work, but yeah, I was on I was on unemployment mm-hmm. until then. And then, of course, and I, when we go to file taxes, I found out that if you are on un, on unemployment for so long, when you go file file your taxes for the year, if you made so much on unemployment because they give it to you tax free, you got to pay taxes on all that money. I was mm-hmm. like. What the heck? So, luckily, I think I had to pay a little bit, but it ended up not being very much. Yeah. But and, yeah, it was rough because we had a newborn then, newborn. too. Yeah. It was a really hard time. So, I'm just getting nervous thinking the possibility that we could go back to that now after coming so far in the last four years. That Have we that rug kind back. of ripped out from under you. It's like, yeah. man, that would be brutal. But... If that's what happens, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. We've been like there. Said, we'll do I it again. I feel pretty good about the court cases. Definitely Pennsylvania. Because I feel like that what they did there violates their state constitution, which the Supreme Court of the United States tends to go off what the state constitution says when it comes to voting issues. So I feel like they will most likely cast mm-hmm. those ballots out and say, since how this is such a murky mess, the only right thing to do is to discard them. They're they're out. And didn't do the same thing in areas like Atlanta, where they just kept surprisingly finding fifty thousand ballots in some building in Fulton County, and over here in Atlanta at this community center, we found 
some of these ballots. And then they just kept finding ballots for days and days and days until Biden took the lead. And it's like, that's surprising that you would just keep finding ballots until your guy takes the lead. It's like almost like somebody was filling out ballots until they got the amount filled out that they needed so that their candidate could take the lead. No. Possibly. I'm not saying that's what happened. It just seems like it's plausible that it could have happened. So. More plausible than all of them being for Biden. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see how it all plays out. I think that luckily in America with the system of government we have, where you have the House, the Senate, and then the President, the Supreme Court, uh, even if the Democrats, which it looks like they control the House, hopefully the Republicans hang on to the Senate. That'll be our only dam holding back the socialist agenda will be the Senate if we can get all of those senators to actually hold the line. And then it won't matter so much what Biden and Harris really want to do because they'll have to get it through the Senate. And as long as they hold the line, we'll have some protection. If they don't, then Olympus has fallen. So we'll see how it all plays out over the coming probably months because I have a feeling this will go into December and then the Supreme Court rulings and everything. This could go into January. There's even been people speculating that what they need to do is just have everybody in Wisconsin, Philadelphia, Michigan, Atlanta, Arizona, even like just go back to the to the booths and revote in-person ballots only or absentee. In-person or absentee. No mail-in ballots. Hit the hit the voting booth and cast your vote in person. I don't know if they'll do that, but it seems highly unlikely. But I do feel like they may, especially at the national U.S. Supreme Court level, start tossing out ballots that seem fraudulent, which could flip this entire election back in Trump's column, which is how it looked like it was going election night until the pause and restart with Biden. So we'll see how it all unfolds. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more on it by the next podcast next week. Um, I'm going to say one more thing before we go. Go for it. Give it your best. But it may annoy you because I've been saying it for days. No one person is in control. No matter which way it goes, God is in control. Well, that's true. It is true. It's not annoying. It's truth. It's truth. On, on this not everybody podcast, we want wants truth. to hear it right now. Not everyone wants to hear it right now, but no. it's the truth. No, that's what we were talking about earlier. Like when you try to tell somebody right now that's feeling pain, they're hurt, they're scared, they don't know what's happening, and they are kind of unhinged a little bit and you mm-hmm. try to say something like that to him the wound is too fresh yeah well i just give know a time to calm down and then I, comfort them right Let i just know it gives me wound. peace and there may be somebody else out there that that reminder may give yeah. them but, peace I mean, you know at least they're not sitting out on the streets falling down on your <laughs> knees screaming ah, ah, and then you know 
throwing those tantrums like two-year-olds. They're just upset and mad that I can't believe that this is happening in this country and that our democracy is being threatened the way it is. Like, that's legitimate. God's in control. We'll see how it all unfolds. Uh, I have the same concerns that a lot of these people that are going around talking about how Satan has Democrat souls and is going to ban them to hell. <laughs> like we, that's what we literally heard. We overheard a woman <laughs> say that today really loudly on the phone. It's like you can tell she's really upset. And she's, <laughs> she's feeling some kind of way. Some kind of way. <laughs> not sure how she's feeling. She didn't make it very clear. But <laughs> she was clear on that point. <laughs> we will see how everything unfolds. I think... People need to take a breath, stay calm, wait for the court decisions to come out. Remember the media does not decide who the next president Remember, is. Remember, history repeats itself, and this has happened before. It has happened before. The media, they're going to come out and say, this person's been elected president. They're the 46th president, and they're going to do it now, so that when it does, if it does flip through the courts and it changes... Mm-hmm. They'll have a new narrative to attack Donald Trump with, saying he stole the election through the courts and cast out millions of valid votes. Oh, another tip? Turn off the news. Turn it off. Turn it, Even Fox News. Turn it, off turn it off and go get a cup of tea and watch your favorite movie. Turn off Fox News. Or read a good book. I've seen the thing where the Fox News logo, mm. only instead of Fox, F-O-X, it's F-A-U-X. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just yeah, turn, turn it, it off. off. Remember, there's a plan. Everything. And don't forget, you'll probably hear the name a lot in the coming weeks. Amy Comey Barrett. <laughs> we just had her added to the Supreme Court. Even if Roberts goes with the left, that still leaves us with a 5-4 majority. So we will see. It looks good if we go to the Supreme Court because she will rule by the Constitution. That's why I was so happy that she was appointed. She's very into the Constitution. She knows her stuff, and she will rule fairly, and I trust that. Even if she rules against Donald Trump, There's a reason. I will know that it's because everything constitutionally was right. Right. That's all I care about. Yep. I swore an oath when I joined the military to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So that's all I care about. And I did not, uphold. but it's still important to me. <laughs> Everyone should care, really. That's why I'm surprised, like, with all these things happening... Even the people on the left that really want Biden to win, do you really want your candidate to win? By cheating. By cheating. No. You it, you should want him to win, but you should also want a transparent election. Right. Remember, this is not a football team. It's you, not a game. Yes. You want a transparent ballot count. You want people there watching every step of this. For both sides, that's the point of it. You have somebody for Biden, somebody for Trump. They look at the ballots and they, yes, yes, yes. If there's one that's challenged, it goes in a pile. They talk about it later. And then the ones that are accepted go into the good pile. And everybody's happy because everybody gets a say. Everybody's looking at it and they know what's happening. We did not get that this election. 
many of these mail-in ballots, which Trump had been talking about since they talked about mail-in ballots, ripe for corruption, because these are different than absentee ballots. Absentee ballots are different than what they were doing with mail-in ballots. The media tried to say it was like the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. So these are different ballots, and then they weren't able to watch these be counted and verify signatures and verify the votes, who they vote for, everything, like look through and make sure everything looked legit. They just counted them and went. Kicked everybody out, counted them and went. So that is shady and needs investigated, needs ruled on by the courts. I have a strong feeling with my his, my past being, uh, I got a degree in criminal justice and we had to do some criminal or uh, some constitutional law stuff in my courses. I have a very strong feeling that a lot of these ballots will be deemed illegitimate and thrown out. So that, I think, is in the where we're looking and where the hope for Donald Trump resurrecting from the ashes is going to come from. So we'll see how it unfolds, and we will be back next week with a, another episode of Having Coffee with John Mack and Jesse. Oh.